This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Us, a show dedicated to bringing real help to real couples. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and together we are high-performance marriage coaches. We are cutting through the bullcrap and creating a movement of happy, healthy, badass couples all over the world. Let's go! What's up, guys? Today's episode is brought to you by Badass Husband Mastermind. Go to badasshusband.com to get more information, but let me tell you a little bit about it. Guys, who is in your corner? Like, literally, who is in your corner? Who's your accountability? Who's your backup? Who's your encouragement? Who is going to kick your ass when you need it? We all need ass kicking sometimes, and it does feel really good to kick other people's ass in a good way. We focus on five key areas, body, brain, beliefs, bank, and board. That covers all of who you are as a human. And guys, if you want to level up, women, if you're listening to this and you want your husband to level up, get him in this group right now. There's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, and there's everywhere to have high accountability, high encouragement, and we set goals and we get stuff done. So go to badasshusband.com right now. Get in this group. I promise you, you will love it. It will change your life. What's up, you guys? My name is Seth. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. If this is the first time that you have listened to this show, we have a backlog of over like, I think almost 500 episodes where we talk about real stuff. We have interviews sometimes and we record arguments. We talk about all kinds of stuff in hopes that it is helpful to you in your process, in your marriage, because we create the resources that we wish we had when we were going through the ultimate shit and wanted to die 100 times every single night. But we made it through. We're making our mess, our message, and this is for you. So go back. In fact, this episode is a, vis- a revisitation, I guess, of an episode that I did, another solo episode that I did all the way back in March 14th of 2018. And today we are talking about adult attachment disorder, grace, growth, and then the real realization of going through something, thinking that you made it through the other side, and somehow, some way, it kind of pops back up. But there is ultimate hope in this because a lot of stuff popped back up for me over the last three to four weeks, I believe, and we talked about it. We grew. We, I wrote stuff, and we're able to create more content around it, and the content is therapeutic for me. Now, one thing that I have a hang-up on, uh, probably a bunch of hang-ups, you'll, you'll learn, is uh, I'm, I am a, a manly dude, I guess. I hunt, I fish, I skin things, I you know gut deers, I chop wood, I like to do outdoor stuff, right? I'm also a therapist, and I talk a lot about feelings very, very often, mostly with women. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, Dudes are going to see this and going to go, whoa, dude is a pussy. Dude is a wuss. All he wants to do is talk about feelings and stuff like that. But I'm pushing back against that because in my experience with my own self and health and wellness, mental, physical, spiritual, 
emotional health and wellness. The healthy dudes talk about this stuff. The healthy dudes see a problem, talk to their wife about it, talk to their dudes about it, go get therapy, go get coaching, and they're better for it, right? Like all the millionaires and billionaires that I follow who I aspire to be talk about therapy. They talk about, you got to have somebody in your circle. You got to have high achieving men and women in your circle. In the Baddest Mastermind group, we talk about who's on your board. We call it the board of directors. Who is on your board? Um, So if your board isn't talking about therapy and coaching and growth mindset stuff, get the hell out of there. Get some new dudes. Go to badasshusband.com, in fact. Okay, so today we are talking about an old episode that hit me. Um, As you know, me and Melanie had some, uh, I'll say conversations slash arguments that were very uncomfortable for me recently. We recorded them, but we decided, you know what? That's just too much. Not that we don't want to share it because we do not care about oversharing. Um, But it's just like, wow, this is hard to listen to for a listener. It's like boring almost. So I don't know if you want, if you want to more, if you have more questions about that, DM me and I'll, you know, answer questions and stuff like that. But we wanted to talk about, or I wanted to talk about how something came up for me in all of that. And um, I, I have some notes here. And uh, really, there's this quote, it's called, a, a trigger is an indication of where you need to grow, right? If you're offended by something, if something hurts your feelings, if they're, you know, you're feeling like a visceral kind of gut response to something, and you're like, what is that? What? Why is this? Instead of being defensive or thinking, oh, I'm past that. It's just a weird thing, an anomaly or something like that really dig deeper into that and think about, oh, okay, what part of me reacted to that? What part of me kind of cringed at that or was like weird about that? And trust me, everyone in the world has that stuff and everyone in the world has places to grow around this. And the recent conversations that Melanie and I had made me realize, even though I did an episode on it five years ago, it made me realize, hey, this stuff came up. This is still something that I'm working on, right? And the glory of it is, like actual glory, like the positive silver lining of all of this is, whoa, some stuff came up that was very similar to five years ago. You thought you worked through it all. Turns out you didn't. You still have lessons to learn on that. And the recovery time or the like thoughts around that, the even positive self-talk and the amount of grace and wisdom that I gave myself was nothing like it was five years ago. In fact, now, currently, it's more. It's like, holy shit, you grew through that. What else is there? It's like reading a book five years ago thinking, man, that was an awesome book. Huh, got a lot out of that. Picking back, picking up that book again and going, whoa, I didn't realize that line. Or, holy cow, I'm different. So what I'm reading and processing is different and it's going to hit different, right? It hits different. So this episode, which you guys have to, have to, have to listen to it, it's, whew, it, pfft, man, it is a very, very powerful episode. And if you can relate to it at all, contact me, email me, Seth at anatomyofmarriage.com or anatomyofus.com, and we'll talk about it because it has implications for everything. And this is just another way that I believe that everything is connected. It's like the butterfly effect. You know, a butterfly flaps his wings, dust does something halfway across the world, right? Everything is connected. In fact, a guy that we're going to have on the show soon, David Meltzer, has a book uh, called Connected to Goodness. And when we tap into that connection of 
overall goodness in people, in places, in things, our lives really start to change, but we have to be open to it, you guys. So if anything, I am open to growth. I am open to growth mindset. I am open to change, and I really, really, really encourage you to be too, because there's always somewhere we can grow. There's always somewhere we can stretch and change and improve and have new insights. Recently, I've been praying for clarity and wisdom. God, universe, bring me clarity on things that I want to do and directions that I want to go. Give me wisdom on how to be a good person, a good husband, a good dad, a good entrepreneur, a good therapist, a good coach. Give me clarity and wisdom. There's always, always ways that we can grow. So um, here's another thing. I have found that when I have been open to things like this, that it's not, and this sounds weird, so stay with me for a minute. It is not me speaking. It is like something flowing through me. And on that morning, March 14th of 2018, I woke up early, was journaling, and just boom, something hit me like a ton of bricks. And so how, how did I even create that time? Well, first, that's around the time when we were reading a lot of how Elrod doing the savers method, you know, scribe, like journal, have silence and solitude. So I was putting myself in a position to have these things coalesce into something that I can share and put out into the world, right? So number one, you have to create and make the time. You have to create that space and place for things like this to happen. I was waking up early, having coffee before anybody in the, in the house got up. Uh, then we had a fireplace. I would build a fire sit there, pray, meditate, and then go and journal, right? So you have to create the time and space to meditate, to exercise, to be intentional. It's just like anything else. Remember, everything is connected here. And it was that time, because I created that space, that like the healing that I needed, boom, God, the universe just brought it to me. And it was not me. As you guys go back and listen to the attachment episode, I have like a 30 minute, I think it's like a 25 or 30 minutes monologue that I am just talking and I was writing the whole thing down, right? Writing the entire thing down. It wasn't something that I planned, that I rehearsed, that I thought of, that I put a bullet points to or outlined. It flowed through me and it was like creating a great piece of art or like, I, I grew up in the Church of God, right? Uh, uh, Pentecostal and, you know, it's like, okay, boom, spirit hit or whatever you want to call it, you know, and like in the church that I grew I've never, I never did this, but people would speak in tongues and we got crazy, y'all. They would run up and down the the pews and all this stuff. Again, if you grew up Pentecostal Church of God, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And a bunch of my friends were in that church too. So it was just a very normal thing. It's like, oh, spirit hit, boom, he's gone. She fell out or anything like that. And like I said, it's like creating a, a piece of art. It just boom comes to you, right? And this episode just straight up came to me in that way, which I'm so thankful for. And something also recently happened. I've told you guys about the meditation that I created for myself, the affirmation, <clears throat> the visualization. One morning, a very similar thing happened. I just ended up writing an eight-minute piece that I recorded and put to music. And I listen to it almost every single day. And I'm not lying there, almost every single day. It's what I want in my life. It's who I want to be connected to. It's putting out there, putting out to God and the universe 
what I want to do, right? Desires, what I want to create, who I want to connect with, what kind of relationships I want to have, how, how I want to serve, what kind of house I want, what kind of body I want, what kind of sex life do I want, what kind of spirituality do I want, what kind of parent do I want to be, what kind of husband do I want to be, what kind of son do I want to be. All that stuff just came to me again because I was seeking it, right? I remember a long time ago, I was reading Ecclesiastes or maybe Proverbs, and uh, is it, one of the verses stated, seek wisdom for, with all your heart. Seek it like silver. Search for it like treasure, because once you have it, it's like nothing else, right? And I prayed that a long time ago, and I see some of those fruits coming to me. Does that mean I've made it? No, it doesn't. That's the whole point of this episode. Five years ago, boom, breakthrough, you know, message from God kind of thing, writing it out, sharing, and then in the last three to four weeks, going through a lot of that stuff again and realizing, wow, healing isn't a destination. It, it, it's just like a trip, you know? If, if you like to travel and all you're in it for is like, okay, I'm going to Seattle to London, boom, I hate the in-between part, I hate the plane, I hate the airport, I hate everything about it, just get there, then you are missing out, right? The process, as Melanie says often, the process is the content, one of my telling my kids yesterday is like we were talking about our favorite things about travel. I love airplanes. I love airports. I love tickets. I love looking at stuff. I love planning stuff out. I love Starbucks coffee in the airport. It's better. It hits different. The process is the content. It is the journey, not the destination, right? So this um, is an episode about also growing closer to your spouse by growing closer to you. And we've been on this process, this journey, for a long time. And for me personally, it has included a lot of therapists, individual therapists. If I think of them, probably five or six therapists. That includes hypnotherapy, which is amazing, which is really awesome. If you haven't experienced hypnotherapy, then I really, really, really say that you should do it. You should try it out. Um, marriage therapy, individual therapy. I've done cognitive behavioral therapy. I have done uh, EMDR, which is really powerful. And also coaching. Had a couple of different coaches. I could call my coach right now and say, dude, I need a minute to work through some stuff. He'd be, he'd be like, all right, to give me that outside perspective. So once you do all these things, if you're really open to them, you will see the fruits, I promise you, of your labor, of your individual labor. Once you decide that you will get better, that you will work on yourself and then your marriage, then your marriage has time to grow and catch up with you. Because how in the hell can two unhealthy people create a healthy marriage? How in the hell can one healthy person and one unhealthy person create a healthy marriage, right? It's like growing, say, I don't know, a stalk of corn, right? Oh, I got the best soil in the world. The pH levels are this and that and the minerals and the, the temperature is great, all this stuff. But I don't have water. It's not going to grow. You have to have good soil and you have to have water and sunlight too, right? But for this illustration, you must be healthy in order to have a healthy marriage. You must be fixed or working on getting fixed daily and hourly to have a fixed marriage. It doesn't work any other way. Take it from me, a licensed marriage and family therapist for 14 years and also a high-performance marriage coach. I've never had a client 
like be like, you know what? I'm really happy. My wife treats me like shit. We never have sex, but I'm super healthy. I got my fitness dialed in. I got my mental health dialed in. I'm a great dad. I'm a great worker. Uh, but my marriage is just in the shitter. That, I don't know. Everything is connected. Everything is connected, right? So here's a couple of things that came up for me. And we may have talked about it a little bit on a, a previous podcast, but this is one of the main things. Remember, I'm talking about tenets of attachment theory. There's um, uh, inhibited type. There's disorganized type. There's anxious avoidant type. There's all kinds of attachment theories and attachment styles. There's also healthy attachment, right? And my wife has, I would say, mostly healthy attachment. She's got her own stuff, of course, that we're all working on. I mean, we're all working on our individual stuff. Um, And I would go towards the disorganized, kind of anxious avoidant attachment, right? So it came up with me in how I treat Melanie, how I view her. But even before that, it's how I view myself. So I have three questions for you guys that if you look at things, if you look at your world, your family, your spouse, yourself through this lens, I promise you, it will change. It has worked it has worked a zillion times in our marriage, and recently it's really working on overdrive, and I'm super excited to share it with you. So I want you to ask yourself these questions. There's three questions. I'll just go ahead and tell you. Number one, do I love myself? Do they love me, right? So it's about love. Do I believe that they love me? Number two, did they do this on purpose? Number three, do they want the best for me, right? And I'm going to put this in two, two stacks, I guess. So in the marriage context, this has really helped me see Melanie, interact with Melanie, talk to Melanie, serve Melanie in a different way when we have a disagreement, an argument, or some sort of conflict, right? So I am looking at her through a completely different lens. Something comes up, there's conflict, whatever, whatever. I'm irritated, I'm annoyed at something or hurt feelings. Okay, I ask myself, does she love me? Does Melanie love me? She's late. She forgot something. She blamed me. She had an accident on something or made a mistake. Okay. I can have feelings about that, right? That's fine. And then the question is, okay, does she love me? Hopefully I can answer yes, because if the answer is yes, I'm like, okay, at the center of this is love. Number two, did Melanie do this on purpose? And knowing her, she is not malicious. She does not have contempt for me. She's not like that, right? She is way above that. Did they do this on purpose? The answer is no. So hopefully we have answer to question number one, yes. Answer to question number two, no. And then lastly, do they want the best for me, this relationship, in our family, and our business? And the answer to that, obviously, also should be yes. So if I can say, okay, does she love me? Yes, she loves me. Like, based on 18 years of marriage and all this stuff, yes, I know that she loves me. Okay, did she do this on purpose? No, she's not like that. She would not do that on, pur- do that on purpose because she's done the work to be whole herself. So no, she did not do this on purpose. Number three, do they want the best for me? Yes. And if I can answer yes, no, yes to all of those, it completely changes how I think about the whole entire situation. I'm looking at it through the context of love. Okay, she made a mistake. Let me give grace. 
Let me give understanding. Let me think what she may have been thinking or going through or struggling with in the time that this thing happened, okay? That changed, Dwayne Dyer talks about change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. And this hit me like a ton of bricks this time, right? And again, five years ago, I thought I was healed from this. Five years now, I'm like, wait a minute, I still have things to learn and I'm giving myself grace and patience and kindness, Okay, so it's a, it's a net win, right? But before you ask the question of, okay, does my spouse love me? Did my spouse do this on purpose? Does my spouse want the best for me? You have to do the main work. And I hope you guys know what I'm going to say. I hope that you've been listening long enough. Do you go, I know where he's going with that. And this also hit me like a ton of bricks. First... Before I go to the spousal questions, I have to ask myself, man, okay, I'm like feeling the zap right now. You know what the zap is? I don't either. Feeling the juice. (sighs) Do I love myself? Do you love yourself? And all the manly, badass podcasts that I listen to, this in the back of my mind thinking, what the hell is he talking about and being judged and all this stuff. But that doesn't matter. I love myself and I've been around long enough to know that this stuff is real. And I also know that you can't do it if you don't have this first. So my question, do you love yourself? What is the answer to that? Do you love yourself? Yes. But I'm flawed, but I have negative self-talk. I did this. I made a mistake. I've been divorced. I've made wrong decisions. I've failed so many times. Do you love yourself? We all fail. There's this thing called failing forward. Have you learned a lesson? Did you take what the universe is trying to teach you? Did you take what wisdom God is trying to impart into your heart and spirit and brain. Can you give yourself the grace, the patience, the kindness? In the meditation that I wrote, one of the very first lines is that God and the universe are for you and you are for them. I desire and I attract into my life a deep and fulfilling relationship with myself, with God, with Melanie, with Mariner, Tough, and Hattie. And then I go on to list other people that I love and want to connect with. Do you love yourself? It all starts there. And in attachment theory, it talks about the wounds from, you know, birth to teenage years and whatnot. And there's a lot of shit that you guys have gone through a lot of heartache, a lot of failures, a lot of things that have, should not have happened to you. However, they did happen to you. They did. Once we understand the reality of a situation, then we can become, we can begin to positively affect because if we're denying the reality of it, if we're denying what happened, it's really hard to move forward in a complete and healed way. It's like saying, going down the freeway, I don't have a flat tire. 
That never happened. I didn't get a flat tire at mile marker 30. I'm going. I'm keeping going. Every mile after that is going to be different. You're going to go slow. You're going to eventually wreck something. You might hurt other people and including yourself. You might hurt yourself. So my question to you, I'm trying not to be super somber here, but it's okay because this shit is real. Do you love yourself? Hopefully to God in the universe, hopefully the answer is yes. I do love myself. I do love myself. I shared my meditation with um, one of my good friends and they said that they weren't sure if they could do something like that because they don't know if they love themselves or not. And it starts there. It starts there. Because if the answer is no, then if you don't love yourself, how can you love other people? How can you love anything? You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't. It doesn't work that way. And then number two, did I do this thing on purpose? And sometimes we do do things on purpose only to ignore, mask, gloss over the fact that we may not love ourselves in that moment, if that makes sense, right? Did I do this on purpose? Did I make the mistake of lying to Melanie on purpose. No, not really, but I actively did it. Did I make the did did I do something on purpose to hurt myself? Drinking, drugs, lying, spending. Am I doing these things on purpose? Sometimes we are doing those things on purpose because we don't love ourselves enough to allow us to feel and experience something else, right? In my opinion, a person that truly loves themselves does everything on purpose because they love themselves. They love themselves so much that they don't want to do anything to hurt themselves. It's like I just went camping with our kids, right? And I'm the dad, and we were in bear country, in cougar country, in coyote country. There's everything out there, right? I would not do anything to put them in harm's way or hurt them because I love them, right? I love them. Sometimes we do things that hurt ourselves because maybe we don't know any other way, right? And that's when the intense work of coaching and therapy and all kinds of stuff, hypnotherapy come in to get yourself to a point to where, what am I doing with my fingers over here? If you're watching YouTube, I have no idea. It's like a puppet show. <laughs> To get yourself to a point where you do love yourself, where you can give yourself grace. If you make a mistake, you're not stupid. You're not full of negative self-talk. You're not saying, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Why did I do that? I have so much regret to a degree about when I have yelled at the kids and been in the wrong for it. I have beat myself up over and over and over. But because I love myself, I can say, you were doing the best you could with what you had at the moment. Learn from that. You were stressed out about this. You were drinking. You weren't transparent in your real feelings towards Melanie. You needed help. Say those things so you set yourself up for success later. And then lastly, do they want the best for me? Do I want the best for me? The mind is the most interesting, magnificent thing 
I can ever even think of. And I started getting into psychology in 10th grade when I learned about multiple personality disorder, um, etc. And I was like, wait a minute, the mind can talk to itself, but it's the same thing there. What's going on? This is crazy, right? Subconscious, the uh, the conscious, and the, um, the, well, the deeper parts of your brain, right? So do you want the best for you? Or do you have part of your mind, your spirit, that doesn't love yourself, that is trying to self-sabotage, right? So if that is the answer, if you find yourself repeating patterns after patterns after patterns, same thing, same thing, we've had this fight for a thousand times because I keep on showing up the same way with your spouse or with your kids or with yourself, love yourself enough to do the work. I swear, guys, every dime that I've spent on therapy, which is in the I was going to say zillions, but it's okay. It's not zillions, obviously. I don't think a zillions is a number. Has been thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars out of pocket, right? The amount of money that we have spent on coaching has been tens of thousands of dollars. Not joking, not being facetious, tens of thousands of dollars. The amount on hypnotherapy has been thousands of dollars. Every single red cent of that has been absolutely worth it and has 10, 20, 30, 50 times X'd itself in emotional value, in what we put out, in the amount of people we can help. It has value, you guys. So ask yourself these two questions and I'm going to reverse the order. Do you love, do you love yourself? Yes. Did you do this on purpose to harm yourself? No. Do you want the best for you? Yes. Look at, look at yourself differently, and then you will act differently. You will love differently, right? You have to do this first. Love yourself. Understand that you did not do this on purpose. You were trying your damnedest to heal and not perpetuate the stuff from your family of origin, what was done to you, what wasn't done to you, Right? And then ask the question, do I want the best for myself? Do I love me? Yes. Did I do this on purpose? No. Do I want the best for myself? Yes. Then I will begin to act accordingly. What's really helpful for me is writing all this shit down, keeping a journal of thoughts and feelings and targets. What gets measured gets managed. And every single time, Every single time I keep a journal of things like this, it's like fine-tuning a car every single day. It's like calibrating who you are, bio, psycho, social, spiritually, mentally, every single day. Start your day out that way, and the universe has no choice but to respond accordingly, right? Attract the things you want more of and more things that you want more of will come to you. Like attracts like. Positive thoughts attract positive thoughts. Positive friends attract positive friends and positive conversations and positive realizations and positive outlooks, positive paradigm shifts, right? Go read Bob Proctor, You Were Born Rich. Go read anything by Bob Proctor, by the way, or Wayne Dyer or David Goggins or guys like these. (sighs) Brene Brown, um, I Am Enough by Marissa Peer, 
read these things, invest in yourself. So you guys, the point of this whole conversation is get real with yourself and you will get real with all the relationships around you. And I promise you the benefit, the dividend is beyond compare. It is true happiness. It is true wealth. It is true living, in my opinion, right? I desire a deep and meaningful relationship with myself first, always. Oh, Seth, that sounds selfish, and that's not what I learned in church, and that's not what I learned in these books and stuff like that. That's bullshit. Love yourself first, then you can love fully to your spouse, to your kids, to your family, to what you're passionate about, to what you really want to do with your life, right? You can create the marriage, the life, the outlook, the paradigm, the family, the kids, the job, the career, the vacations, the travel, the sex, the intimacy, the connection, the pleasure. You can create all of that stuff. And I'm here to tell you that I am working on it daily. In this thing, which is geared towards men, Badass Husband, go to badasshusband.com. This will be on sale soon. Okay, daily, journal, attract, visualize, exercise twice, read 10 pages, moment of silence, prayer, diet, weight, connect with wife, date night, sex, water, cold immersion therapy, um, no alcohol right now for 75 hard. Do you think that when I do these things daily that I see changes in everything I am, everything I do, everything I think, and everything I put out into the world? Of course, of course. It's like, hey, I'm going to college and taking new classes and learning a lot of stuff. This is really changing my perspective. Yes, that's how it's designed to grow, to have a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. Any one of you can do anything in the world, number one, and any one of you can especially do what I have been able to do with work, with persistence, with a paradigm shift, and a desire for change. You can do that, people. You have to listen to uh, the attachment episode. It's raw. It's powerful. Made me cry almost listening to it again. Um, so you guys, we wanted to drop this. I hope this is helpful. Uh, email me, Seth at anatomyofus.com or anatomyofmarriage.com. If you have any questions, if you have any feedback, if you're like, wow, this is huge. I want some of that. Then sign up for coaching with us. We work through these things. We work through the stories that you've told yourself, the negative mindset, the negative self-talk that you've told yourself, the family of origin stuff that have been told to you. We do our best to break through these things and shift your paradigm so you can live the kind of life you want, so you can have the relationships you want. Go to coaching at anatomyofus.com. Go to anatomyofus.com to get more information on any of this stuff. The Badass Husband Mastermind Group, the women's group coaching that Melanie runs, which she is absolutely phenomenal. So you guys, I hope this is helpful. No more calls to action right now. Listen to this episode. Re-listen to the episode 314, 2018. It's in the show notes. We'll include that. And I hope this helps. So, all right, you guys, we love you. We put out this content because it's meaningful to us. It helps us process, and we want to help you process through uh, the things too and build the life, marriage, and relationships and family that you want and that you actually deserve. The universe wants good for us. What are we attracting? What are we putting out there? All right, guys, we love you. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Anatomy of Us. This podcast is produced by my mom, Melanie Studley, and hosted by my dad, Seth Studley. Our show is edited and published by our producer, Reba Hansen, from Creative Media Support. Special thanks to our Patreon members that get an extra episode every week. Thanks for watching. Love you. Bye. Bye.